Good morning, friends. Thank you so much for being here. Today, I'm going to talk to you about two very important design elements, focal point and lighting. Hi, listeners, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss human behavior, relationships, home decor, lifestyle, and so much more. I'm your host, mindset coach and interior designer, Evelyn Glick. Let's crush all limiting beliefs and create a life and home that represents who we are and who we aspire to be. Increase our spiritual connection and intentionally design our most authentic life. Let's dive in. I'm choosing to talk today about focal point and lighting. In a couple of weeks, I'll discuss other elements so that we can create a space that evokes a certain feeling and that represents your style. Ask yourself, how can I create a home that reflects who I am? What type of focal point or lighting do I want to add? Do I want a rustic feel, country, mid-century vibe, modern or minimalist maybe? Honor who you are and express that in your home. I come from a family where my mom's style was very traditional. And as we grew up, it was funny how each of us had really completely different styles. My brother is a farmhouse style dude all the way. Loves the beams and the ceilings, natural textures and those natural elements. Very Joanna Haynes or uh, Studio McGee. I'm definitely transitional. I like a mix of contemporary mixed in with traditional and even elements of glam in my spaces. My older sister, on the other hand, is completely different. She's a free-spirited bohemian with a touch of eclectic. So here we are, raised in the same household with completely different styles. The thing to remember here is that just like our fingerprints, we're different, and so is our style. Be unapologetic about who you are and create that space that represents you. Your focal point should always flow with the rest of your home. And lighting is the backdrop to everything in your home. Use it wisely for a multitude of functions and for its ability to enhance a mood. There is no style that is better than another. You should find your space to be a beautiful, uplifting, and nurturing spot. Trends come and go, and you need to feel safe, nurtured, and uplifted in your space. There is zero judgment here. Just experiment and have fun decorating. If this is truly daunting to you and you need guidance, no worries. Reach out. I will be happy to help you through this. Now, let's start the show. One of the most important elements in design is focal point. We all need a focal point in our home. You might not realize you have one, but right now, I urge you to look at your rooms, especially the big rooms like a living room in your space, and even the dining room. What catches your attention first? In some homes, it's a beautiful staircase when you walk in, or a fireplace in the formal living room. Actually, you can have a a wonderful fireplace in dining rooms, and I've even seen them in bedrooms. Your focal point can also be a window with an amazing view. However, do not worry too much if your space doesn't have an architectural focal point. We can create it. The reason for a focal point is that it draws you into the room. It invites you in. Here are a couple of great ideas to create a focal point in your space. I must add that you do not want other areas in your home competing with your focal point. The other element should support and enhance, but definitely not distract. Here are my five ways to create a focal point in your home. One, a large piece of art in an otherwise empty wall. Choose a style that you love 
Remember, it's a focal point. Choose wisely and go big here. Many times I find that people have different things going on in the same wall and it competes. It doesn't, it doesn't create that impact that we desire. On that note, I do want to say that sometimes creating a gallery wall with nine or even 12 pictures really can be a great impact. But be intentional in choosing each picture. And also, there should be a connection among all the photos in either the style, the colors, the frame used. It should really tell a story. And I suggest when you're using a lot of pictures and images, it shouldn't be too busy. Otherwise, one will grab the attention one from the other. It should be a little bit of a story. How? Well, when using family photos, I would suggest not having an abundance of colors behind it. Or maybe the theme should be colors set out outdoors as opposed to indoor pictures and outdoor pictures. It should really be a connecting theme among all the pictures when you have a gallery wall. Pinterest has a lot of wonderful ideas. I invite you to check that out. Another way to create a focal point is with a sculpture on a pedestal in a corner of a formal room. Another great way to create a focal point is with a statement chandelier, um, maybe a wall of bookcase. Here, less is more. Do not stuff the bookcase. And I think adding lighting and decor items between the books can make a beautiful theme. Also, a nice decorated console table as you enter your home can be a focal point. A large, impressive mirror, perhaps, as you walk in into a living room. An accent wall painted in a in a bold or contrasting color. You can also use a different texture in a particular wall as you enter. That could be your focal point. And when talking about walls, consider wallpaper. They're quite in right now, but also it should tie with the rest of your space. It could definitely be something different and draws the eye in, but it should have an element of surprise. You can use an impressive centerpiece when you walk into a dining room. Make this fun and playful. It's your home. Don't think about it too seriously, but I do urge you to look at your spaces and realize if you're missing a focal point or if there are too many things competing with each other where you need to remove some items in order to create a focal point that's missing. It's important for every room in the house to have that spot that invites you, that pulls you in, the wow factor. The second design element I want to discuss with you today is lighting. Lighting makes such a difference in our spaces. It's not only functional, but it also needs to be aesthetically appealing. Great lighting can be used as a focal point or to create a certain mood and ambiance. It defines areas and, of course, certain tasks. It's important that you take into consideration your natural lighting as much as possible. And, of course, use your natural lighting whenever you can. When making purchases of lighting, decide where more lighting is needed and what the functions of the lighting here will be. Luckily, there's an enormous selection of lamps, chandeliers, pendants, sconces, you name it, that is often overlooked when designing a room or seems as just functional. But great lighting amplifies and creates illusions in your home. It allows you to feature a wall, a bookcase, art, or even hide some areas that you want to conceal. We all need several layers of lighting in a room to really make it most effective. Direct and general lighting, which is used in the ceiling, is obviously in most areas. Task lighting, which the name implies, is what you need for a certain task. 
like reading or doing certain things like art or cooking or knitting or anything that requires you more specific lighting. Spotlighting is used to just basically highlight a feature like art or a bookcase. Bear in mind, when illuminating art, the glass may create some glare, perhaps placing the light source a little bit higher to prevent this or putting sconces next to the art instead of above it. That seems to help a lot. There's also mood lighting, which is what we can create with candles or string lights. There's several other ways of using lighting, but these are the major ones. I'm a big advocate for using dimmers on most, if not all, lighting outlets. It gives you the ability to easily create a different mood, even in a larger area like a family room or even the kitchen. I once read, not having a dimmer on a switch is like having a loudspeaker with only one setting. I like that a lot and agree. I want to leave you with some quick tips in making these selections. An open-facing shade that's downward will give you direct and stronger light. Conversely, a globe type of light or a shade facing up will filter and diffuse a lot of the light. Another thing is when placing a ceiling light over a table, like in a dining room, make sure that you hang it between 30 or 32 inches above the table. When you're hanging, let's say, a light over a hallway, make sure there's enough clearance for doors to perhaps open or tall people to come through. Approximately six and a half feet off the floor is the ideal distance. Lighting affects the colors in our walls and surfaces as well. Decide if you want a cool, which is generally a brighter light, or a warm, softer, a little yellow light. The proper use of light and shade can really bring life and energy into a space. I hope these tips were helpful. And if it was, please share and give a good rating. And remember, surround yourself with what you love and live the fullest expression of who you are. Thank you so much for listening. Bye now. 